Welcome to the Teacher Reacher Podcast, a show made by language teachers for language teachers and the people who love them, of course. This week's guest is the effervescent Andrea Dupuis. We ask Andrea how she got involved in the wacky world of online teaching. We also find out what one particular South Korean boy thinks about her for her memorable ESL moment, and then we explore the challenges one can encounter when teaching absolute beginners. All that, as well as the word association game in this week's humorous task. Remember to join in on the conversation afterward. So, without any further delay, let's get on over and meet this week's guest. And right now, yes, we're joined by uh, Andrea, Andrea Dupuis. How are you? Did I say your French name properly? Uh, yes, you did, actually. So uh, I'm, I'm from Canada, perfect. so we, we have a little <laughs> bit of an advantage there. Um, Dupuis, but it actually should be Dupuis. Yeah? How would you say it? Uh, I've always been saying it as Dupuis, but my husband could tell you if it's pronounced correctly or not. All right, maybe, maybe, I he, just can, say it that way. maybe he can comment on, on Twitter or something like that after he rag me out. <laughs> so how, how the heck are you tonight, Andrea? I am feeling pretty good. I woke up at 5.45 this morning to start my PH on Cambly. Oh, yes. And of course, that's always a little rough. Like it's hard to get the mood going, you know, but I'm feeling pretty mellow now. Pretty good. Nice. And uh, so <laughs> you basically, uh, you know, this will be, uh, you know, uh, talking about you, how you got started with this, um, maybe some memorable moment. And then later on, uh, we'll get into maybe if you have any challenges and then the fun stuff at the end. Yes. Okay. So I, the whole teaching part of things got started when I was in high school at 16. I thought it'd be fun, kind of fun to be enrolled in this teaching type class. And we would go volunteer our teaching services to our local middle and elementary schools. So it was there that started budding for me. And I was like, I want to be a teacher. So I went to university, I studied to be a teacher, and I ended up graduating with just like a general degree because of the circumstances of my life at that time. But I was still in the mode of, I'm going to teach and I'm going to make it happen. So I started teaching at a preschool type setting and I realized I hated it. <laughs> I did not like that kind of setting where I was controlled a lot on what I should or should not teach to my students. I love the students, but the administrative part of things was killer on me. I was just yeah. going to ask, was, was it because you thought the kids were little demons or was it the, the structure of the actual school itself? Well, the, ki the kids were stressed because of how the administrators implemented things. So when the kids are stressed, the teachers are stressed, and then parents complain to the administrators and they say, oh, nothing's wrong with us, it's the teachers. You know, so it's like a really crazy circle of mess that's going on in that kind of setting. And I said to my husband, I'm bowing out of this, I'm, I'm taking a break. And it, it was almost like a kind of a crisis moment there because I'd been wanting a teacher for so long. I had worked for it for so long and then nothing. And then I fast forward, you know, having had kids and stuff like that. And one of my friends from college says, hey, I'm a teacher for a VIP kid, come apply. And I thought, 
oh, maybe I'll try to give it a go now that I've had a break. So I did it and I failed, but then I reapplied a year later and I passed. And then I had been doing that for a while and I loved it. I love like the one-on-one -on -one with students. But I realized that I really wasn't growing in the way that I wanted to grow. I was getting kind of stagnant because all the classes were the same and there wasn't much mentally challenging opportunities for me because, you know, kids are growing at their own pace. So I started looking into other, other companies and I came across Cambly. Yeah, usually, <laughs> usually with younger kids, it's hard to talk about, you know, what will the transition be like from, you know, petroleum vehicles to the new electronic <laughs> ones and how is, how is Elon Musk capitalizing on this uh, this new industry? <laughs> Kids would be like, I like chicken Caesar salad. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and and they really are sweet, and I love them a lot, and they yeah. still, re you know, contacted me and stuff, but it's just, it's hard, because I deal with my own kids all day, every day, and so I needed a transition, something different from that. Some people just live and breathe kids, and they love teaching kids, and I wish I could say the same, but I'm kind of not which is why when i was studying to be a teacher i wanted to do high school to begin with because i'm self-aware of that fact let's have a look then uh okay so with the the adults have you had something you say is maybe very memorable could be odd could be funny it could be touching what what the heck is it <laughs> a really interesting conversation with the student just recently um being at the top of my head i he was asking me about my work and stuff um what i did before cambly and i told him that for many years i did nanny and i really loved it and the first thing that he said was I mean, don't you think that families would have a hard, like have a problem with it? And I asked him why that would be the case because I was trying to figure out what he was asking me. And then he said, "Well, it's because you're hot, right? You're you're going to cause a problem for marriages that you're nannying for." And I thought, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> I was not expecting that." He said it so abruptly, and my first reaction was to laugh, and I laughed for like a good while. And he apologized because he's a student from South Korea, and he said, "I'm sorry for being impertinent," but he's he said, "I'm really curious because I watch a lot of American dramas, and every nanny that's been hot, like you, has caused problems with the marriage." And um, <laughs> thank God you, you know. don't laugh like that, man, you know, like Fran Drescher. <laughs> my God. <laughs> No, and I talked to my husband about it afterwards. He goes, maybe that student had a, a notion that all nannies are like elderly, you know, or oh, old. Yeah. <laughs> and then your husband said, uh, I'll, I'll be back next week. I'm just going to South Korea to kick someone's ass. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I kind of like that. So I like it when my students are almost kind of abrasive because then I, I know what to expect. You know, I know that they're going to be honest and communicative with me. And that's what, how I've always responded to when someone, you know, is a little bit more reserved and doesn't tell how they're feeling right off the bat. It's it's hard for me to do a lot of guesswork. So when someone's putting themselves out there just like that, I think, OK, I can work with that. You know what I mean? South Korean so. boy thinks you're hot. There's a guaranteed <laughs> five stars after that session, right? <laughs> well, yes. And he's now become a regular. So. Yeah, I just took another 48 <laughs> sessions. <laughs> so I have to say, and that because you know how there's a lot of weird instances on Cambly, and a lot of tutors, especially female ones, feel a little gross, but 
thankfully that experience was more like, oh, it's kind of flattering. I don't, I don't think I minded that too much. <laughs> Sweet, and he got to practice his, you know, his chat up lines from friends. Yes, yes. And then I quickly realized that he's very vocal about politics. So uh, thankfully I can keep up with that vigor, but he's very strongly democratic. So yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, more, I'm more in the middle. I'm not one or either. For me, I, I kept emphasizing to him, I focus on results because no, like uh, other than one president in American history, no one is like their presidents ever on yeah. either party, you know? So I told him it's not really about personality, it's about results. And so he would still be asking me a lot of questions about Trump and then about Obama. I'm thinking, oh, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> at least at least he didn't say to you, you know, you're hot, just like Hillary Clinton. You say, you just get the hell out of here. How do you take that? You're like, okay, hot like Hillary Clinton. Okay. Maybe. You mean like 1973 Hillary Clinton? <laughs> I'd probably tell him, dang, I guess I got to work on my skincare routine. <laughs> but I am going to rock this pantsuit. Oh, gosh. Please, no. All right. I'm actually feeling a little nauseated. Let's move on to the next topic. Um, so uh, what about, um, you know, of course, uh, how, how long has it been then? Uh, for about a year. Okay. So, so what, what do you think you're still working on? Obviously, you've probably passed and jumped over a lot of hurdles already. But what, what is something that you still think you could, uh, you know, do a bit better on or some things that when you finish a class you're like i gotta improve on this i think i could really nail it by mm. doing what my problem is teaching ultra beginners there's the beginner then there's like the between beginner and intermediate and then above right my issue is with brand new spanking students on Cambly that doesn't know anything. And I feel like Cambly has been a really great platform for all ranges of where people are at, but with someone that's brand spanking new, um, that's only using their iPhone, you know, so I can't screen share, I can't send links and have them open it. So, and even with the props that I have used, they understand the prop, but they don't understand what I'm asking them with the prop. And so part of me wants to tell them, like, maybe you should focus on watching shows or reading as much English as you can before you invest into Cambly. Because always it's just hard to communicate and hard for them to expound their knowledge on because they're starting from ground zero, you know, and we only have so much time. Uh, for that since sometimes it's only five minutes or other times it's an hour you know and that's hard for me to kind of adjust to so I'm trying to learn techniques to that but you know it's tricky so, so you're getting there and, and basically every every you know difficult session is a step towards getting the perfect one anyway right so you just yeah keep, uh, you know you keep getting some difficult calls and uh, yeah. if you take you know people who take the job seriously they're not satisfied with that and they, they try to get better every time so that's mm -hmm. it that's the right way yeah well part of it too is like they're kind of starting over as a toddler learning a new language do you know what I mean? When toddlers are learning, they hear, they read, they listen to English until they start to form the words, you know, on their own. And sometimes you have to start with learning simple phrases. So part of me wants to have like a guide written up to these ultra new beginners and say, look, maybe you have 
work on learning these sentences, understand these responses, learn your vocabulary, and then we have something to work on. Then we have something to expound on. But a lot of times they're so rushed and trying to find a quick way of learning and they think that reaching out to tutors like myself is going to fix that for them and that's not how that works so i was <laughs> doing the legwork on your own true like if you, if you look at uh, the cefr a1 is a1 no matter if they're four years old 14 or 40 years old a1 level is still a1 so you start with the mm -hmm. basics and uh, just the context would change a little bit so that's that's kind of my thought but i have been impressed uh not with myself but just like impressed with how much I've come because I've noticed that when I'm teaching pronunciation to my students when I first started, it was hard to execute because they would get it one second and then the second time they would say incorrectly again. So then I I started really timing like how I speak and that really ultimately helped my students be able to get down their pronunciation almost 80% of the time. So I was explaining to them, look, when you're saying a word like exercise, you kind of move your head a little bit because that's how we talk. We talk with our, our head going up and down. So I tell them, say exercise, you know, and so they really respond to that. They kind they feel a little awkward because that's not something what they're used to, but they, they do it and they're, they're able to get down the pronunciation just like that. So, uh, they, and they remember, like, bob my head, <laughs> you know, like along with the, the tongue movement. Um, and they only forget to do that maybe once every four times they say, otherwise they've gotten it down pretty much. And so I tell them just to practice that with the head movement. Excellent, so, so there it is. And uh, now hey, we're gonna jump into the um, the humorous task. Have you heard about this humorous task? I have not. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the other episodes, Andrea. <laughs> Love of all. It's okay. I, I appreciate your honesty. So it's basically it's, it's, it's like a fill in the blank task that I'll give you, and uh, mm -hmm. and basically you replace I. Uh, when I say it with you and then uh, yeah you just fill it in uh, with the, the correct answer based on uh, your own uh, judgment so are you ready I guess I am okay <laughs> it's already humorous <laughs> all right so I'll never what because what I'll never pee because I am shy <laughs> This isn't the word association yet. Are you serious? Do you have a problem with with your with your bladder or something? Do you have an external bladder or something? No, I just love toilet humor. But go on. Okay, huh. it works. Extra, never said it had to be. Uh, never had to be honest. I never pee because I'm shy. Perfect. All right, let's try word association now. We had a, uh, we, we've just corrected a little uh, a chirping microphone thing. We, you, you were involved in a bit of rigorous laughing there, so it, you might have unplugged your mic. But that's a good sign. I, I, I like having a guest who can laugh. That's awesome. Yes. If you can't pee, you might as well laugh, right? <laughs> or pee and laugh. <laughs> oh, exactly. For all my moms out there, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Who's laughing now, suckers? <laughs> All right, 
Here we go. So think of the word, the first word that comes to the top of your head when I when I say this one, and, and we'll see if we can get some good word association going on. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. First one, USB. Are you talking about the USB or what? I, 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 I think so. Oh, not like you, son of a bitch. <laughs> where is he going with this <laughs> <laughs> no it's just because like i have one in front of me so i was like okay i'm just okay. picking random objects around so usb what do you think of <laughs> i think of technology and my husband because he's a nerd for technology <laughs> okay perfect uh second one number two teapot uh tea yep okay. i drink a lot of tea mm, how about instant noodles Ah. Uh, ramen of course like that's the answer for instant noodles because we've all had that cup of ramen we've all had the big pot of ramen number yes. four <laughs> fisherman's friend uh i'm coming up empty okay yeah just like a fisherman who doesn't catch anything that day Perfect. Okay. Yeah, that would probably be it. Just a straggler. Yeah, just so got, got skunked at the lake again there. Got skunked at the lake. <laughs> well, because it makes me think of Forrest Gump, but his Forrest Gump was the one that's fishing, and then there's a guy at the top there that's just overseeing things. <laughs> He's not really doing much. <laughs> I bet you me and the listeners would just like to, to take a step into your head and walk around for a while. <laughs> Oh, look at that. <laughs> I can't get out. <laughs> oh, no. It's like an Alice of Wonderland. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Okay, the last one. Needle nose pliers, number five. Oh, Dr. Pimple Popper. Okay. <laughs> okay. So when I think of tools like that, I think of tools that people have used to like pop pimples or like pluck something. And I'm all about that. Like there's that new show on TV on TV called Dr. Pimple Popper. And mm -hmm. she's squeezing these massive pimples out of people's bodies. It's satisfying. Well, I'm glad you became a teacher rather than a dermatologist, Andrea. And I think, I think you've landed in the right nest. I told my husband, I think I missed my calling in life because I love squeezing the pimples out. You can start by asking your students to pop their pimples in the webcam. You can say, oh, I love it when you do that. that that's hot. I probably lose all of my students because nothing one would want to do that. <laughs> don't, don't clean the pus off your camera. Just leave it there. I just want to see it. Leave it there. there. Yeah. And yeah. just swirl it around. <laughs> Oh, man, Andrea, it's been wild and it's been so nice talking with you. And uh, well, thank you very much and hope we can get you on again on this good old podcast. Have a good one. Oh, nice to meet you, too. I hope to be back on soon. Bye bye. Cool. Peace. <laughs> See ya. You've been listening to the Teacher Reacher podcast, a show by language teachers for language teachers and the people who love them. Got something to say about your own experience with teaching absolute beginners? Be sure to join in on the conversation. Thanks again to tonight's guest, Andrea Dupuis, who may now be moonlighting as a dermatologist. <laughs> My face still hurts from, from the laughing. Uh, join us for a new guest every week. Until the next time, I'm Johan. See ya! See ya!